Welcome to the Alkaline Unplugged podcast. I'm Erin Parazuski, a functional fitness expert and holistic health coach. I am the founder and CEO of Alkaline, a health and wellness company that operates boutique fitness franchises across the U.S. I live in Menlo Park, California with my husband and two young daughters. I am joined by my podcast partner, Kathy Purnell, a master instructor at Alkaline and a former special education teacher. She has three grown daughters and lives in Los Altos with her husband, Jeff. Together, we bring you Alkaline Unplugged, a collection of conversations on a whole host of topics, from experts in the health and wellness field to the real, raw, and human stories of people like you and me. We look forward to bringing you content that will nourish your mind, body, and soul. We thank you for tuning in and look forward to your comments and feedback. If you like what you hear, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. As a disclaimer, neither Kathy nor I are licensed medical professionals. The materials and content in this podcast are intended to be general information and are not to be considered a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hi, and welcome to Alkaline Unplugged podcast number seven. We're here with Kathy and Lizzie. Hello. Hi. How are you? Um. So we're excited to have Lizzie, one of our internal team members with us today. She's not only a master instructor, but Lizzie joined the Alkaline corporate team at its inception in 2015 as a co-director of innovation, responsible for evolving Alkaline's class offerings. Since then, Lizzie's role has expanded, we call her the chief speckler, to include franchise development and operations. Lizzie received a BS and an MS in chemical engineering from Stanford University and gave up her full-time engineering career to expand her role with the Alkaline corporate team. Welcome, Lizzie. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. So when I think about a BS and an MS in chemical engineering from Stanford, I instantly go to Chief Spackler and all of the gifts and talents you bring (laughs) to what we do. Honestly, if it weren't for Lizzie, just as a little background um, for those clients or for people who um, work for businesses, small businesses, Lizzie seriously will do the jobs that most of us would rather die than do. For instance, putting together the schedule. Um, I found her snake in the drain the other day. Snake in the drain. (laughs) She's also my work wife and nobody wants that job. So... Oh, gosh, you really are an invaluable member of this team, Lizzie. The world would not keep turning if it weren't for you. But that's not, we're not here just to blow sunshine up your hoo-ha. <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. This is great. <laughs> no, tell me more, tell me more. Um, all right, how many years have you been teaching at Alkaline? So um, I've been with Alkaline for four years since we became Alkaline. Um, but I've been teaching for Aaron, I believe this week or next week might be 10 years Oh, wow. Teaching for Happy you. Happy anniversary. Why, thank you. I was just thinking about that the other day. I think I think we're hitting the full decade. Um, yeah, so I've, I started teaching fitness classes. I started teaching you know, spin at a big box gym a little before that and then got involved in the, um, you know, at the time it was bar, you know, and of course it has evolved under the guidance of Aaron into functional fitness since then, got involved shortly thereafter. One of the things that this that I find so interesting about you, Lizzie, is that I would describe you as being somewhat of an introvert naturally. And I tell, um, I've done the new instructor trainings and I give you as an example of somebody who has really had to really work on her 
persona. People who take your class would never know you're an introvert because you are, I always say your classes are the greatest combination of um, like spiritual revival, ball busting comedy show. You know, it's like the perfect balance. <laughs> and I know that that doesn't come, didn't come naturally or easily. And so I, my hat's off to you. That's just one of the other many gifts yeah. and talents. Lizzie has a big brain and a big growth mindset. She really does. We love growth mindset at Alkaline. And her playlist today, Erin would love it. <laughs> she had, what, what was the refrain? Why can't I remember? I should have said it a thousand times. Um, it was, I like my butt. I like your booty. I like your booty. That's my clip. That's I my like clip your work. booty. That's yeah, my clip work song. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. Yeah. That, that, one, that one is actually Elise, our Grand Rapids owner, likes that song quite a bit. It was, oh, good. It's a personal favorite of hers if she's listening. <laughs> so you were working in high tech, stepped away from that, and started doing Alkaline more full time. Um, why did you make that choice? Yeah. So it was a little bit of a, it was a long fade. It was a 10 year fade. Um, so I started, I, my background's in chemical engineering and I worked for pharmaceuticals um, for a number of years. Um, and the nature of the pharmaceutical business is it works at a glacial pace. It, it takes 10 years to develop a product. 99% um, of them don't make it. And I started to wonder, you know, the 1% of them that do, I started to wonder, am I really helping people. Um, in some cases, I, you know, I think a lot of the products out there are absolute lifesavers for, for patients, you know, around the world. Um, a lot of the products I was working on, I wasn't so confident of that. And so I wanted something where um, I could work in the health and wellness field, change the trajectory of someone's day, help them feel better in a much more immediate way. Um, and I found teaching fitness classes where it was kind of that perfect, that, that perfect fit. That's awesome. You also have the role of co-director of innovation and you have the opportunity to take a wide variety of classes. Um, tell us some of the key takeaways and what you notice as being the difference between what you what you see out there and what we do at Alkaline. Yeah. So Aaron talks about growth mindset. Um, and one of the things that I love about going out and taking classes other places is I feel like there's always something to learn from someone, whether it's um, a specific technical move, a cue, a way they cue, a piece of music, like I like your booty, you know, being able to, being able to grab <laughs> that from someone else. <laughs> you didn't dream that up all on your own. That wasn't in your natural rotation of music. I'm actually a DJ. That's an original composition of my own. <laughs> Excellent. Just, yeah. just so you know. Um, so in, um, and the technical aspects of teaching have always been the most natural to me. You know, I'm an engineer by training. So, you know, I'm, I'm a technical person, but being able to see how other people motivate, inspire and connect and figure out how to authentically apply that to my classes has really been my area of focus over the last couple of years. All and right. then, yeah, and then I think generally um, I see as part of my role you know, in franchise and operations, I sort of look at the fitness and boutique fitness industry as a whole. And generally speaking, I'm sort of seeing a shift towards experiences, right? I think, you know, we all read a lot of articles about how, um, I think specifically they talk about millennials, but I think in general, a lot of us are looking for more experiences as opposed to things in life. Um, and so, you know, some of the other guys out there are doing it with, you know, nightclub quality sound systems or with, um, you know, gamifying classes and stuff like that, but trying to figure out how to create an experience that's authentic to Alkaline. And the way we do that is we pay attention to you, right? That's our, that's our core value of paying attention, right? We make eye contact. We use your name. We do hands-on adjustments. Um, we might ask you how you're doing, how your kids are doing. So to have that 
brick and mortar location where we can connect with people, I think is really invaluable and important part of what we do. Yeah. And that ability to build community. We, we talk about this often that we recognize that our clients have the opportunity to pull up a, a workout on their computer or on their phone and do it at home. And, um, I'm not that person because I'm not that motivated. I need somebody keeping an eye on me and holding me accountable. And I think that's what we do really well at Alkaline is pay attention and adjust and, and build that community. And you're a huge part of making that happen. You're a great example of a connector, I would say. Um, so I think it would be an understatement, Lizzie, to say that you're a fitness, um, Enthusiast. Junkie. Yeah. I, yeah. That's yeah, the nicest way I okay. can yeah. say it. All right. Yeah. Junkie maybe okay. is a little less positive, but um, you run. This is a family you... show, so <laughs> we have right. to keep it clean. Sorry. Unlike my classes, we have to keep it clean here. That's right. Um, but you are a cyclist. You're a runner. You've done boot camps. Um, tell us how Alkaline has helped you do all of those things better. Yeah, absolutely. Um I think the importance of mindful movement is really critical. Um, I, since I've started doing this work, I've taken minutes off my miles. I've taken, you know, minutes off my climbs up, you know, certain hills. And for the performance-oriented person, that's really valuable. Um, I think the other piece is um, I'm still out there running. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm getting to a certain age, and just seeing the attrition with my friends, um, friends who've been pushing their bodies too hard, too long, not listening, not paying attention, and um, starting to have being forced to fall off the wagon, being forced to give up the things they love um, because they haven't cultivated that well-rounded, mindful sense of how to move. Um, having said that, I will raise my hand. I'll be the first one to say. Um, mindfulness matters. I, I too am subject to injury. Um, we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Um, I just, you know, d d doing a functional fitness class in one of the many other places, not alkaline that I go to. Um, it just takes that split moment second of not paying attention and pull the muscle in my back. Um, but I also think my ability to rehab from that, um, I can really attribute to being able to pay attention, taking it easy. Rolling has been huge. I also think at Alkaline, we um, encourage people to listen to their bodies when they're whispering, not yelling. And I noticed that after you had that injury, you modified and you weren't afraid to do that. And I think that's the other part of the culture that we've created at Alkaline is that you can come in and it doesn't matter if you're rehabbing or prehabbing or what, what is going on? We're going to help you move in a way that makes sense for your body. And there's no, you know, you're being a wuss for being on your knees in a plank. There's no shaming of anyone. If they make a choice, I, I like to say that, um, modifications are a choice versus a acknowledgement of failure or weakness. You know, it's a, it's a powerful message we send to our clients. I think. I agree. And I think that, um, just the point of mindful movement. One of the things we focus on at Alkaline is um, getting out of the mindset that, you know, you're working out just to work out because at some point in your life, you're told that working out is going to make you, you know, usually something related to the outside, you know, it's going to make you thinner or it's going to make you, you you're know, have look six stronger. Abs yeah. Or whatever. And yeah. I think it's, um, I mean, Alkaline, does do all those things. It is very effective and it is challenging, but it's also an investment in your longer term. You, I'm a very, very much now I haven't always been like this, but I, I'm a very prevention based person. And so 
we prescribe, you know, things that are good for you now and later. And I think the beauty of what we, um, what we teach is, uh, how to move and how to take that with you. And so I think that's where Lizzie's able to, you know, kind of bridge that into other, you know, activities and just recognizing the importance of, and I'm sure you're so much more mind, in addition to being faster with running and cycling, you're just more present in your own body. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I didn't appreciate. I used to, I was a big runner and I would just, I loved running. And I remember telling a million people, I love running because I just put my shoes on and I go and I don't have to think about anything just one foot in front of the other. And I just would zone out and I had a ton of injuries as a result and actually recently had a very similar, um, not similar, but a a similar mindless moment where Lizzie (laughs) took me to a boot camp and I was on a treadmill. It's not Lizzie's fault. I'm just kidding. It was my fault. I just spaced out. I think I got distracted by something happening behind me and I just, zoned out for a split second and before i knew it i like fell off the treadmill and was like black and blue and bleeding and... i picture george jensen every time you tell the <laughs> yeah. story like you going underneath the treadmill <laughs> it felt like that it was the most it was horrifying but you know like a i learned okay this is just a testament of, like you do have to pay attention even at outline when when you do have an instructor that's holding you accountable and paying attention to you, you still are responsible for your own body. Ultimately, nobody can be responsible for you other than you. And the other great thing about it was that I feel like I have built resiliency. And so, you know, I got back up and yes, I was bruised, but I didn't break anything. And Lizzie, you know, got back up and was, you know, back rolling and modifying, but you know, you could yeah, have been if still you doing it. Yeah. If you didn't have the strength and mobility and the resiliency that you had, you could have been down for the count for yeah, quite absolutely. a while. And, and the place to go to that will support me through that rehab, right? If, you know, all I were doing were cycling, you know, and I had a back injury, I'd, I'd be in bed. You know, what else could I do? So to have that place where there's options for me and, you know, it, it will accelerate or at least support my rehab has been invaluable. One of our other instructors today was telling a story about how she was playing tennis recently and she rolled her ankle and fell and she's got a gnarly bruise on her ankle, but she was in class today modifying where she needed to. But she said the funniest part of the whole story was the friend that witnessed her tumble said, wow, you must have the most core strength because the way you just fell, like you could have fallen backwards and braced yourself with your wrist and broken your wrist, but no, you like rolled to the ground yeah <laughs> i was like see activated those core stabilizers exactly yeah. softens the landing so we ideally like to keep people on their feet but even if you're not gonna yeah. lose your balance for a hot second we can imagine help you. how hard i would have hit that treadmill had i not done alkaline for the last exactly. <laughs> absolutely exactly lizzie as our chief spackler you know does the schedule takes the classes that aren't ideal for people, does all of those amazing things. She teaches a kick-ass class and she also is our franchise development lead, um, which I think is an awesome job. Tell us, do we have any, anything, what, what's the latest on that and how has that been? That's a new, you know, I would think that's something that you hadn't done before. Yeah. That's the franchise piece has been really interesting and exciting. Um, it's actually been a more natural fit than I thought. And um, so, so as in, I think the moment where that came to me was as I was going down to part-time in my engineering job, there was um, 
an, another guy at work who said, oh, geez, you know, franchising for a fitness studio, you know, what makes you think you know anything about that? And first, uh, you know, it was like, uh, you know, I, I, I had a, <laughs> How um, dare you? yeah, yeah, I had a, you know, frustrated response <laughs> about someone doubting my abilities. But um, the other piece is it was uh, for, for folks who, with good reason, don't necessarily know what I do in pharmaceuticals. Um, I, I do process scale up or did process scale up. So someone would give me a pill and they say, figure out how to make, you know, a million a week, a million a month, a million an hour. So I would figure out what's the magic sauce. I would document that sauce. I would figure out how to replicate that and then train people to do it. So that's franchising. Yeah. Right? So it's we've got a million in the pipeline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like the pills. That's right. That's right. No, but, but yeah. But that's it, right? It's it's what is alkaline? What is it about the experience, the product, the look, the feel that makes it uniquely alkaline? And being able to replicate that and teach other people how to do it and bring, you know, this awesome environment to other places. So in the show notes, we'll definitely have Lizzie's email. So if anybody's listening to this podcast and even for a moment thinks, huh, that sounds like something I might want to do. Lizzie would be the person to reach out to. And absolutely. She give you the 411 on that. For sure. I also think just, you know, to blow some more sunshine up Lizzie. Um, <laughs> one of the, I mean, it's amazing to have someone who has that um, background working on the franchising because they're, you know, to be able to scale, you need to be extremely organized. And so I joke with people like Alkaline runs like a, like a Swiss train because it's run by <laughs> an engineer and, um, franchising for me, that was one of my big things. I was, uh, a franchisee of another brand before that didn't have that type of rigor and structure and organization. And, and I support. feel like, yeah, I feel like it was a detriment to all the franchisees and, when I decided to embark on this, you know, franchisor path, I wanted to make sure that I did it differently and did it better and that we could, we did have the structure in place um, to, and all the, you know, everything that goes into it to really support our franchisees so that they can spend their time doing what they do best, which is creating, you know, community and um, in their local area. And we can take on a lot of that. I mean, the whole idea of franchising is you, you take something that's been done. And like Lizzie said, you teach people how to do it. And so, um, yeah, being really uh, methodical about that is, has been really important. So we are super, grateful. super organized and super grateful for Lizzie for creating that uh, process. What's the, your favorite part of working at Alkaline? What do you love the most? Oh, wow. Um, I just, I love teaching. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the scheduling. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> I wish the audience could see your face as you say that. I know, right? Thank goodness this is a podcast. Um, yeah, the, the teaching. And, and I think it, it reminds me every day, 10, 11 years later of why I went into this, which is the ability to change the, traje the trajectory of someone's day in an hour. You know, someone comes in, everyone's got life, right? The, you know, the kids were a nightmare this morning. Traffic was terrible, whatever it is. We all come in with our, you know, backpack full of whatever. Um, and being able to turn that around for people in an hour and send them out, you know, to tackle the rest of the day with a smile on their face. Yeah, you do a nice job of keeping people focused because I think, you know, when we talk about mindful moving movement, the more mindful you can be, the more you're going to get out of the workout. And it's amazing as an instructor, I can look around the room and I can see who's really dialed in and who is, you know, either looking, looking at, their at their Apple watch, watch. Yeah, <laughs> looking at their Apple watch or they're, you know, 
for good reason, maybe concerned that their kid is in childcare or they're thinking about what they're buying at Safeway next and they're totally tuned out. Um, you have that ability to bring that person back into the, into the space, which I think is awesome. Keep up the good work. Yeah, Lizzie. And, and I do it in a not subtle way. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You call people out, which is great. And, and in fact, I found myself unleashing my own, own inner snarky <laughs> when I took the, taught the class right after yours today. I was like, come on people. Let's it was be more fun. Present. It was great. You know, you got to empower people to take charge of what's going on. All right, we've got some rapid fire questions for you. All right. Are you ready? Let's do it. Are you ready? All right. You are a foodie, which is another fun fact about Lizzie. What's your favorite restaurant? Oh, geez. Um, so many great restaurants. It's like picking a favorite animal. Um, and I get so much knowledge from you. I'm always trying to pick your brain, but yeah. what are your favorites? So from like the fine dining realm, I would say I uh, love Manresa. Um, Lazy Bear is great. Um, Banu is is an experience if you want to be a little more adventurous. Mm -hmm. It's really great. Um, for more accessible dining, I mean, still, you know, fairly high end, but more accessible than these, you know, fine dining, you know, ticket experiences. I love Al's Place um, in, Where San is that? in San Francisco. Okay. Um, sort of like Mission or Noe. Um, and then in situ, which is inside the MoMA in San Francisco, okay. is really good. Awesome. Yeah. It's a full restaurant? Yeah. It's, it's really good. I need could to get, get out more. You could get a cultural experience and a fine meal. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Classy. Just like Lizzie. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Um, favorite food? Chocolate. Hands Easy. down. Yeah. Hands down. Chocolate. Um, or, or, or something chocolate derived, like a molten lava cake or ganache, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Chocolate. You and I share the same thought on chocolate with fruit. No, no, Why? no, no, no. Chocolate with peanut butter. Yes. Yeah. Chocolate with fruit. Yeah, no, don't ruin so my no, chocolate. No chocolate covered strawberries. No, no, really? no it makes no. the strawberries kind of gross on this. Yeah, I love even, them even if they're being, you know, fed to you by, you know, Ryan Gosling, it's still <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> well, we might change our tune on that. Um, least favorite word. We all have our least favorite words. Can you say it or is it X-rated? You just gave know. me a funny look. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what my least favorite word is. I know a lot of, I, I know your two least favorite words. <laughs> and Abby shared her least favorite word the other day. So I encourage you to use it as w much. Was that jiggly? Jiggle. Jiggle. Just okay. jiggle. jiggle. Like oh, jiggle. that's right. Because we talked about jiggly pancakes. Yes. Jiggle. Jiggle. Yeah, All right. Jello. Okay. Well, your homework is to decide what your least favorite word okay, is and, and share, share it, it so that okay. we can use it as much as possible. Okay. All right. Um, if you could hop on a plane right now, where would you go? Hmm. Um, we are thinking about, we're, we're debating for the fall, maybe either Greece or Italy. Why not both? Why say either when you could say and? I, I guess we could. You guys, you guys are down to cover for me, right? Totally. Gone for a month? totally. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Favorite alkaline exercise? Oh, fold over. Absolutely. Um, because it works everything. You know, we talk about alkaline being fitness for life and I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serenade my love for fold over. Um, fold over is sort of the ultimate systems check, right? Like our bodies are a system of systems. Everything has to work to either stabilize or create the mo motion or movement. Fold over is like that one exercise that kind of pulls it all together or lets you know if there's something that's slightly out of balance. And so I just, I love it. That's that ultimate systems check. So would you say that's your third favorite F word fold over? Sure. That's my second. <laughs> Functional? Okay. Oh, gosh. There are so many, so many to be had. Um, all right. Tell us three things that people might be surprised to learn about you. Okay. Um, one, let's see here. I played horse polo in college. Um, I was terrible. 
you have to have absolutely no sense of self-preservation to be any good at horse polo. Like, you've got to be crazy. Like, absolutely no fear. I have really way too much fear. It seems like such a dignified sport. No, it's you not... fall off at very high speeds with lots of horses going at very high speeds and mallets and balls. And yeah, it is extraordinarily is it, dangerous. Is it croquet on a horse? Yes, it's like croquet oh. on a horse. I think oh, we need a field trip <laughs> to a, do you call it a game? What do you call it? A match? Yeah, yeah. a match. Yeah, yeah. Did you fall off? Oh, yeah. And I hurt my back a couple times. You, Yeah. And I was oh. lucky falling off. Now, like I wonder if dangerous. we were to put you on the horse now with your amazing horse strength. How that would go down. Yeah. Let's do it. Field trip with Lizzie. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna let her get on the horse, and you and I are gonna see how it goes. Yeah, that's right. I'll just take the video. All right, and that's how you met your husband. It is how I met my husband. Um, so I played at the club team at Stanford, which, like you say, you know, horse polo being kind of the game of royals, uh, not at the collegiate level, or at least not at Stanford level. Um, the university supported us and gave us enough money to feed the horses, but we had to work for the rest. So I cleaned the stadium after football games. So if anyone goes to a football game, by the way, um, be neat. Don't leave your stuff all over the place because it's poor students who are cleaning up all of your litter after the games. Side note on that, I went to a Giants game yesterday. I can't believe how many people just leave their crap or in the movie theater too. Like, pick up your own trash. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you Absolutely. Like, I just, know. Oh. Yeah. Very true. Yep. Wrote handwritten thank you notes, uh, worked basketball and baseball games, selling NC2A gear. So it was intense. In addition to taking care of all the horses and doing it all myself, like doing the vaccinations myself. Doing okay. That, that was that. the ground. That's what set the framework for her being such the chief speckler. She's yeah. not afraid to get in there and get her hands dirty. Yeah. It's mm. awesome. Um, what else? All right. So that was number one. That was a long number one. Number two, we'll keep it shorter. I was it, my love of children. I was a camp counselor <laughs> in college. So I drove a bus, a little yellow bus, you know, of 21 children from San Francisco to Danville every day. I got a commercial driver's license to do it. And yes, I did pull that bus over oh on the Visadero Street to break up a kid fight. Wow, Lizzie, you were brave. <laughs> did you like kids before that experience? Was um, that a more. point? <laughs> I was like, I don't think anybody would like kids after that. It was rough. I also felt bad for the kids. I mean, they were spending three hours a day commuting with, with me, <laughs> with me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No commuting to and from San Francisco. I mean, it was an amazing camp and amazing opportunity, but it's a long time to That's be pent up in a bus. Yeah, for oh sure. My gosh. And what's your third? Um, I have a collection of unusual stuffed animals. Um, so exotic stuffed animals, I guess. So it would include, uh, it's got an okapi. His name is Pi. I have a wombat. His name is Wally. I have a ring-tailed lemur, Charlie, and a teeper, Tammy, um, and quite a few other. Uh... What's an okapi? <laughs> an oka oh, oh, an okapi kind of looks like um, a zebra and a giraffe. This is a real thing? Yes. A uh, real wait, animal? Wait, it's a real animal. Hold on. Did they interbreed? It is, so an okapi is its own animal. It's not, it's not actually a hybrid, but it's oh, got okay. like zebra legs, like zebra stripy legs. Okay. And it's got like a long giraffe neck and like little horns. Like, cool. Where does this They're live? They're Africa. They're African. Okay, so uh, now well, I'm everyone now at home Google it. These podcasts are also educational, not just hilarious and fun to listen to, yeah. but you're learning yeah, something. Gosh, learning yeah, so I told much. you guys, I'm a font of what's un a, odd information. What's a taper? Oh, sometimes called a tapir, but oh, a taper. Tapir. <laughs> it's, it's, fun it's, in me. It's, it's a tomato, taper. tomato. Yeah, it's a taper. <laughs> um, it's kind of looks like a giant pig slash elephant. <laughs> smaller than an elephant bigger than a pig all right in the show notes should we have pictures of these two i think things? i think we're gonna need to i will, I will only, send you. Wait, our show notes can only be like 
500 oh, characters, shoot. which is like oh, can't, three can't, words. Can't do photos? All right, people oh, at home, yeah. you're going to need to Google that up right <laughs> yeah. away. T A P I R. Taper. Taper or tapier, if you're French. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you're pretentious, it's a tapier. And the one thing that Lizzie did not add here is she also has such a fondness for corgis that you might spy her in the local studio in either her corgi pants, which has a legit face faces of a corgi that she happens yeah. to know. Christmas present from Erin. She does not own a corgi, but she also has a corgi suit. Yes, a, a onesie. full onesie. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You yeah. are fascinating. Yeah, you might dear. spot me wearing that at CorgiCon, which is a thing, by the way, guys. <laughs> oh this, my gosh. Wow, this is only just scratching the surface. Oh so. my gosh, really, really. But we can That's right. On. After ten years, you you know all my secrets. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll we'll learn. No, more. I think there are more. I didn't know about these animals. Mm, Okapai, wombat, ring tailed lemur, and a tapir. Tapir. A taper. Mm -hmm. Interesting. To say Lizzie is an interesting, cool cat is an understatement. Or a cool okapi. Okapi. <laughs> or Thanks for calling me a cool cat, not an odd duck. But yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Lizzie, so much for joining us on Alkaline Unplugged. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's and been a pleasure. need to get in touch with Lizzie about anything innovation or franchise related, you can reach her at Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-I-E at alkalinestudios.com. Thanks, Thanks, Lizzie. Guys. Thanks, Lizzie. Thank you. Thank you for joining another episode of Alkaline Unplugged. As a reminder, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes or wherever you're listening. Comments, feedback, and requests or suggestions for future guests can be emailed to info at alkalinestudios.com. We look forward to hearing from you.